This podcast is brought to you by lilybadcock.com and The Confidence Academy, giving you the confidence to be who you truly are. This is The Confidence Academy podcast. My name is Lily Badcock and I am a transformational confidence coach and I'm here with a message for you. The anxiety and overwhelm you've been experiencing is not something to be feared or avoided. It's also not something that gets to define who you are as a person. No matter who you are, no matter what your story is, I know that you get to live a life of fulfillment and joy. It's my absolute pleasure to bring this podcast series to you in collaboration with some phenomenal people from all over the world who have walked the same path as you. Together, we will share our stories, our challenges and our triumphs with the intention of helping you to see that it's possible for you too. Anxiety may be something you live with, but it doesn't get to define who you are or how you live your life. So stand by for some powerful conversations, deep realisations and the occasional F-bomb. So get those headphones in if you're around sensitive ears and stand by. This is going to be fun. Hello beautiful souls, welcome back to the show and this week I am bringing you the wonderful Dr. Fernanda Derlin who is a doctor of acupuncture and owner of a business called Sedona Ranch Retreats. I promise by the time you finish this episode you're going to want to go on one of those retreats and I'll see you there because I want to go too. This was such a wonderful episode to record with so many golden nuggets so I absolutely recommend that you give yourself the time to really sit and take this one in. Seriously, you'll thank me for it later. Now before we get into it, I wanted to say a bit more about the online choir that I've launched called Evolution. This is the online version of the choir that I've had for almost 15 years and it's the perfect place to be if you want to find your joy and reduce anxiety and stress through singing. We meet every week online for a live rehearsal and there are also tons of mini trainings in the membership to help you overcome your nerves, reduce your anxiety and sing like a boss. You can get a free seven day trial when you click the link in the show notes. Don't forget you can join me over in the Facebook group where you can post your comments and questions and connect with other fans of the show as well as my amazing guests. I'm live in there every week for Q&A so I'll look forward to seeing you at the next one. In the meantime, sit back, relax and enjoy this awesome conversation with Dr. Fernanda. Hi everybody, welcome to the Confidence Academy podcast and I am joined today by Dr. Fernanda Derlin all the way from Sedona, Arizona in the USA. Dr. Fernanda, welcome to the podcast. Thank you Lily for having me, what a great experience, I'm thrilled to be here. I'm so excited to have you and to have a doctor on as well. So you are a doctor of acupuncture and you have a business called Sedona Ranch Retreats and it says here that you operate a holistic retreat center in Sedona and you offer your expertise in acupuncture, meridian yoga, soul coaching, past life regression, Reiki and more. I mean I just want to I just want to come now. That sounds absolutely (laughs) so exciting. So I would love to kick this interview off by just having you explain a little more about what all of that entails. I know some of it's self-explanatory, but just for everybody listening, uh, just give us an overview of who you are and what you do. Sounds great. So as you can see, there were several things listed there. And really it's, uh, as you can imagine with the list of exercises that we do here, it's playtime for women to come and 
open up to new experiences, to try different things. So it's never a one shoe size fits all experience. I do small group retreats, but primarily this year I've been focusing on 101 private retreats because with the experience that I've had in the past, this is really an opportunity for each individual to come in and feel um, safe enough that they can open, be vulnerable and ask themselves, what's going on in my life? This is maybe a little pit stop, you know, to check mm -hmm. in to look inwards we constantly seek our answers outside of ourselves and this retreat aims at creating a program for each person and I really do a an interview before I get to know each person on a personal level so that we're creating a program that's unique to that particular uh, guest that's arriving here so there's a series of questions and self-reflection exercises that each person would do before which already helps the person understand what am I looking for? What is this little nudge or whisper that's guiding me to do something different? And, you know, and we all have had those moments that's like, hmm, something needs to be adjusted here. And uh, when people get here, I welcome them to first to the medicine wheel, which is a Native American tradition of looking at all the different areas in one's life. You know, sometimes it's our relationships, sometimes it's our health and nutrition, career, sexuality, you name it. So we, it's that awareness of what's going on in my life right now. What is that little voice whispering at me? Look at me right now. Pay attention to me. Yeah, so I love that. <laughs> thank you and uh for anyone listening who isn't familiar with that um with that wheel that dr fernando just mentioned this is used quite widely i've seen in life coaching programs um i've heard it called the wheel of life and there's different names for it but essentially and correct me if i'm wrong but if it's the one that i've heard of it's essentially you have like um if you think of a bike with a wheel and there are spokes on the wheel each spoke has has a relevance to an area of your life so like you said it could be health relationships sexuality fun finances you know depending on whose whose version of it you're looking at and you know of course for a wheel to be a smooth ride you need that wheel to be round and smooth and in each of the areas um the idea is that you you mark yourself out of 10 uh, to get an idea of of how happy you are in that area how content you are and what people often find is their wheels are a bit wonky <laughs> which is how it shows up in life then you feel you feel like your wheels are a bit wonky and so it's a really great way to focus on on where you need to look and I think especially if you're someone that gets overwhelmed easily um, it's easy to go oh but I my finances are a mess and my love life's a mess and my health's a mess and this is a mess there's still probably going to be areas that need more attention than others, or there might even just be one area that would then smooth out the rest. Um, so it's such a great thing. If you've never looked into it, I would definitely recommend that for a start. And like you say, I love that you take people through that process before they've even arrived. Um, you know, that's the, that's the mark of a powerful experience, I think, when they're getting shifted, even through the application process. <laughs> Yes, and that is done as before when they're, you know, I tell people when they arrive here, their retreat had already started the day that they wanted to book something. 
they're right. aware that something's calling for attention in their life. And um, in coming out here, we are, you know, somewhat remotely located. There's not a, a bar down the street or a club that you can just go and distract yourself with, which sometimes mm -hmm. we need to have fun in our life. But this is an opportunity to be completely in the company of your own self. And many mm -hmm. people haven't had that experience of how am I in my own company? How mm -hmm. is that? time that quiet time with myself with no distractions that's when we really get that sweet spot that something can whisper in our ear and we can start being guided to the next thing in our lives mm. I, yeah, I so agree and you said earlier that often we look for these answers outside of ourselves and of course the answers are all within us and I, I just love the concept of just being okay with being on your own because I think so many people are afraid of that um, for whatever reason, you know, it might just be that what you grew up around. I think we grow up around even looking at films and programs like it's so heavily centered around, you know, calling people into your life, like finding a life partner or finding someone to marry or, you know, or whatever. And people are quite often afraid to be on their own. They think it means they failed in some way or they think it means something bad. And, you know, I love that idea in fact I, I would do it I would do it now <laughs> well, <laughs> just to I like agree. go and be like when yeah go ahead I'm sorry no no you're fine I was just gonna say like you know just to be able to go somewhere and only worry about what I need and only think about you know what I'm because we all have this wisdom inside of us we all have intuition we all have these signs that we're being shown but they get drowned out by all the noise around us and then on top of that all the noise of our own fear and our own self-worth issues and our own you know worries about what can and can't happen and I think a lot of people find it hard to tune in I'm really interested to know um two things actually first of all who are the people that come to your retreat like at, at what point are they at when they are looking for your retreat and when they find you that will, I'll, I'll give you one question. I, I'm renowned for going, here's 500 questions at once. So we'll just stick with that. I'll leave it at that for now. Yeah, so to answer your first question, um, majority of my clients are women. Um, ages anywhere from 25 to 72 years old, more or less. Mm -hmm. And the range is usually, you know, I have a lot of, it's, it's interesting, the younger groups seem to come here and they're like, look at me, I'm working, I got my career going, you know, they're just going 100%. And, and it's a moment that they realize like, wait, going that fast and that hard is not serving my highest good, you know, mm -hmm. so that's one very interesting group. And I have a lot of fun because these women are just like a personality go high, you know, high achievers, doers. And I have to remind them when they get here, less is more, right? It's right, like, yeah. hey, how about we, we practice just breathing, which is terribly boring for some people at first. <laughs> and then they realize, you know, meditation can actually be fun. There's so many different kinds. It's not, you're just sitting around. So they got exposed, they get exposed to different things that they might have had a different um, idea what it should look like. Um, they get a lot of time on their own. And then the second group is, you know, I call my my wisdom group is your older woman that have, um, you know, been divorced already, their kids are adult grown up, or they are just seeing now their grandchildren. And as a matriarch of the family, they are finding that 
inner peace that they're just tired of living without. And they really are at a point that they want to be that representation, their family of peace, of, um, you know, stability, but coming from a true place, not just pretending to be or having to hold everything together at all times. And I learned a lot from these women and their experiences, but everybody, I would say, following the same category of like, you know what? I just need some time by myself. I, you know, I want to just do this and spend time alone and, and go deep in areas that I never consider, like past life regression. We do that here and people are crying in the session, revealing things or forward life uh, regression, I call, because sometimes you go in the future. So um, I like to nurture everybody, every age that comes here with the organic foods that I prepare homemade you know the little flower detail a note it's we all need to be nurtured right you're a mom of three you're just constantly giving when do you get to be held and just time to breathe time to brush your teeth slowly time to I put nail polish in the cabins you know it's like go ahead have fun with your body have fun with yourself and take the time to do each activity very consciously so you're present so you're enjoying that moment you're not just going from a to b to c you know just getting things checked off of a list Mm, yeah I really love that and actually it's very similar to I ran my first ever retreat and it's the only one I've run now because of coronavirus um but last year I felt called to run a retreat which I called the rest and reset retreat and it was very similar to that in that every retreat I had ever looked at had been an amazing experience but it seemed to me that you would get there and then you'd be whacked with a timetable and it was like okay then we rise at five and and you're going to have your breakfast and then we're going to journal and then we're going to meditate and then we're going to do yoga and then we go on a beach walk and then like and it was like pat 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 and I was like sometimes I just want to go in a nice hotel room or in a nice you know room somewhere and you know burn some incense and like drink some wine and and just lie still if that's what I want to do and I'm really I'm getting that same vibe from yours that it's very much like as soon as they get to you and actually probably before that they get this sense of pressing pause and it's just stop the noise because doesn't the world just feel like it spins so fast sometimes and you're like I just want to get off just for a minute like (laughs) I love my life and I love my kids and I love my job and I love my husband and I love all these things but oh my god can it can it it all just stop for a minute and just let me breathe again because you know I think especially I'll just speak as a mother for a minute it feels to me like we just hit the ground running. You're on a back foot before you've even begun because you've just carried the child for nine months. You're knackered before they even arrive. (laughs) They then take hours to be born. And, you know, and I always felt like that was such a flaw in the system that you then have to look after this kid that won't sleep on zero sleep. Like you don't even get to to do that. And I remember with, um, I can't remember if it was my second or third child. I got a feeling it might've been my second. I just kept saying to the midwife, are you going to let me sleep after this? Like, you have to let me sleep. <laughs> like, someone else has to take care of this baby. You just got to let me rest. And I think, you know, and then it's relentless. It just never, never stops because they always need you. There's always something that's needed at whatever age they get to. There are different, you know, pulls on your time and your resources. And I think it is so important to find these ways that we can just press pause and and really be with someone who gets it. And I love that you give them all of these uh, experiences when they come to you. Um, 
obviously with coronavirus has that impacted your business at all are you running anything online how does it work or do people just travel to you from all over the place well to answer your question i have been booked solid i have to literally block a day so i have a rest day for myself this is the busiest i've been since i opened five years ago because i've uh, switched to private one-on-one retreats People are coming here because we're so isolated, right? We have no noise, nobody around, no source. So people have been coming and booking. And so it has impacted my business positively for the work. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess this, this year out of any year is the one where people really need that rest more than any, more than any other time. It's been definitely been a, an interesting experience this year hasn't it but it's great yeah and it's interesting that I had written my book last year and it actually got published this year which I thought it was perfect timing because you asked if I'm doing anything online Um, my book is called a retreat in a book because it's an opportunity and that's what I'll be gifting at the end of the session people can go on my website and download the book for free oh I'm getting it I'm doing it now But, you know, and that's the thing is I don't have time to see everybody here, you know, anytime with my family and myself, too. So I put this book together that each person can do a three day retreat at the comfort of their location. Uh, granted, you might have to call a massage therapist if you want to have the different experiences. But the, the idea of going in this uh, self-guided retreat so you can adju- arrive at this place of self-love. There are opportunities for you to do reflection, journal prompts, different exercises, setting up an altar, and really having that time with yourself. And so that is my gift today is that everybody can do this in their own time, even if they don't want to travel. That's such a good idea. I love that. You clever thing. I just love that concept of a retreat in a book. I've never heard that. I just think, I mean, you guys, I hope you're all like on, I'm on the website right now. I'm on it right now. I couldn't even wait. Um, We will put the link in the show notes. So if you uh, give them the link, give them the link in case they can't wait to get to the show notes. Where do they go to get that? (laughs) They would go to SedonaRanch.org and then click on the members page. And the password is love with a lowercase L amazing wow look at that you guys that is an amazing (laughs) gift I'm doing it right now I'm doing it live (laughs) live on the air hey and just to keep it fun too there's some you know there's my story there I didn't get here out of not doing this with myself you know I talk in the book like I'm doing I'm walking my talk you know and every day is wake up and I get retreat guests here and they say your life must be so wonderful yeah no I wake up and I have my challenges you know there are days I don't want to work out there are days I don't want to do my meditation there are days every button is being triggered but that's the idea is we're here to experience these things and if we have tools to go to then you know we're ahead if we have we can know to pull from our backpack our breath work right? Taking deep breaths on my book, it talks about our parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system. You as a mom with three, you're go, go, go. Phone rings, you know, got to go get groceries, laundry. You're just on. The problem is when people don't take time to activate the parasympathetic, which allows the body to say, oh, now I get to chill and reset and balance out those hormones that were flooding me, like, you know, cortisol and things that 
in high amounts become toxic to the body. Mm-hmm. So my idea creating this book, I didn't know COVID was coming around, but it was just that people would have a take home, a reminder of all these different things we experience here. And I share my personal story of abusive relationships, you know, traumatic childhood, and how we keep looking at the light, right? We keep taking a deep breath and honoring our growth that we're here to grow and we have tools and we do have assistance, even as type A personalities think we can do it all on our own. Yeah, so. yeah that's incredible. Um, and I'm, I'm literally looking through it now. So it's absolutely true, you guys, you go to that link that Dr. Fernanda just gave you, her book is right there. Um, now you've just alluded to your story and of, of course you know everyone that comes onto this podcast pretty much is offering something transformational and as a result of them going through something you know truly transformational for themselves but in at times and often it's a traumatic path as well and that was going to be my next question it was going to be you know what led you to open this business and what brought you to this work and I would really love to know um at what point did you realize that this was like sole purpose stuff? At what point did you have that moment where you were like, oh, there's something much bigger than me and I get to trust this? Because I think there are so many people in that situation now and they don't know to trust those little nudges. They don't know, they don't, they can't tell the difference between what's a little nudge and then what's fear talking and, and they get all overwhelmed and, you know, they start to tell themselves you you also mentioned a minute ago about um you know when we get overloaded with hormones and stuff and i think it's so common and i'm speaking from personal experience when you're going through that to feel like it's your fault you know and you start to think why do i feel like this what's the matter with me like why can't i get my act together and you know it just takes a minute to stop and go oh well i'm being bombarded with all of these things that i have no control over um I actually had a really funny conversation with my nine-year-old because somebody told me, by the way, this is a heads up for anyone that hasn't got a nine-year-old yet. They (laughs) get hormone surges at the age of nine, which turn them into absolute monsters. And um, (laughs) I was having this conversation with my nine-year-old and he was saying, like, he was basically saying, I have these feelings and I don't understand them and they're frightening to me and I don't know how to process them. And, And I was just trying to reassure him. And I said, oh, I said, you know that, you know every every month mummy gets a time where she feels a bit sad and she feels a bit out of control and he went wait that's gonna happen every month with you he was like oh I'm out of it <laughs> it's so funny um but yeah so to bring it back to the question like at what point did you realize that you were on a bigger path you know you were being guided by something much bigger than yourself Yes, that's a great question. I'm glad you asked because a lot of people get that nudge and then they don't know if they should trust and they get confused. So I'm going to start a little bit with the back, you know, backwards, just reminding that whatever you want to call low vibration, dark side, all it has to do is just distract and confuse us for a moment. And then we're in a fog. But coming back to your question, I am, you know, just that personality of high achieve, I got to do it, you know, for Uh, push, push, push. And the universe, let's call God, the light had to really bring me down to my knees to get to this point in my life. And um, I wish I didn't have to have to warn myself out so much to really listen to the little whispers. But I used to have a completely different career. I mean, I had a complete 180 um, degree change in my life. And the story is in the book, I used to own a preschool 
I started a preschool and I ran that for over 10 years, a private school in California. And I was running, pushing and loved my job. I also owned a yoga studio next door. So then I had two businesses, three children going through teenagers and all those hormones. Wow. <laughs> And I was going to acupuncture school at night and working weekends at the clinic. So I could not have packed in more and more. You know, that's another story about self-love and having to prove to be certain type to accept being loved. But that's another story. And, and then finally, you know, I, the universe just knows that it's got to push me to the end for me to look at a different side. And I started having all kinds of healthy conditions like heart palpitations, shortness of breath. I couldn't sleep, anxiety. And I was only in my 30s and my cardiologist said, lady, you're the youngest patient I have here. Something's got to change. And meanwhile, I was learning about the sympathetic nervous system and mine was just go, 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 go. I never gave my system a chance to reset. So I was finishing acupuncture school. Um, the universe threw a couple more curveballs on my field. Um, I had a, a frivolous lawsuit coming forward and I won, but I just got the distaste of the businesses that I was running and the community I was living was very materialistic and nothing seemed to be aligned with the essence of who I was. It was a discomfort of my soul. It was yeah. to the physical level. Obviously I was having all kinds of uh, symptoms, so I prayed on, I remember, you know, in my book on chapter six is all these prayers that I prayed and it's, I wrote them there that I would just be on my knees, like angels, creator, love, everybody just help me out. I don't know what to do. I'm a single mom. I'm doing the best I can. I, I don't know what else to do. And uh, it took trust. It took patience. And, you know, the story about me finding this land, I just, you know, started looking online for property outside of California. And then I bought this property on the phone within the same day that I found, wow. drove here, started building my house here. And, um, and I didn't even know what I was going to do when I arrived here. I didn't know about retreats. I just had my acupuncture's license. You know, I had just sold my preschool and I'm like, all right, my kids, you know, are old enough now. They're out of high school and the people started showing up uh, for Airbnb for the cabins I have here. And they would say, Hey, I see you're an acupuncturist. Can you do a, a session on me? Hey, you have horses. Can you take me horseback riding? And then I was like, Hey, I should put together a little packet, you know, let people come. Yeah. They have different experiences. So, but meanwhile, it sounds easy, but you know, there were times of doubt. Am I on the right path? What am I supposed to do? Oh my God, I don't have any more phone calls or emails. Nobody needs me anymore. Right. All of these things just bombarding in am I worthy of this like what am I doing with my life I sold everything but staying with it and you know it, in the medicine wheel that I shared at the beginning of this conversation the position of the west is the place of you know the colors black is where we go to sit with ourselves and bring light in the darkest areas of our lives and I was here for 10 months just sitting in the west like what am I going to do I have no work you know I sold everything now what and then one thing started showing up. Like I said, people want to go horseback riding, then, you know, acupuncture, then I was cooking for them. And I had the idea to create uh, private retreats and small group retreats. And sure enough, people signed up. And I was like, all right, you know, just learn as I go. And, yeah. um, you know, in summary, I've always be driven from my heart. Like what I do, you know, when I treat my kids, when I'm with my pets, it's out of love. So, you know, that's, really my purpose as a person is like everything I do I don't care what job it is 
What am I doing? It's got to come from a place of love because that's like God light working through me. And, you know, not that every day is easy. I said earlier, I wake up, you know, I, I breathe, I pull out my tools. Is today going to be some quick yoga? Do I need to go for a hard run? Do I need to just sleep and rest, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, what I want to finish, you know, this question with is, remember, like you said, you know, sometimes you just go, go, go. I ask people, like, ask yourself in the middle of that overwhelming, like, what am I feeling? What do I need right now? Sometimes you just need to go pee or drink water or, you know, or step outside and take three deep breaths. Mm -hmm. So if we get in the practice of caring for ourselves, like you would for your little baby, you know, like I'm here for you. What can I do for you? Do you need a blankie? Do you need a cookie? You know, and, and to practice that on ourselves where we're not taught that, you know, we, we never got that lesson in elementary school or high school or anywhere of like, how do I care for myself? Right. Yeah. How do I listen to me first? Because I know being as selfish as I possibly can, when I'm really well, I'm the best for my clients, for my family. So I tell people here like, hey, you got to be super selfish. All right. That way you're like really well, you're your best self. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it's not just that we're not taught how to take care of ourselves. We're almost we almost grow up believing that it's wrong to do that as well. You know, there's a, there's a real disconnect there. Um, I want to circle back to the prayer thing. Um, and I don't know why I'm being led here, but I'm excited to go here because I think, first of all, when it comes to prayer, a lot of people think, oh, that's a religious thing and I'm not religious, therefore I can't do it. I have a different take on what praying is. I don't feel like it has to be a religious thing. I know it definitely can be. But to me, I, I even wrote my own little quote recently, which was, we pray not to get, you know, not to get the things we're asking for. We pray just to know that we're not alone. You know, and you can pray, you can pray to yourself. It doesn't have to be to a God or to a religion or anything like that. Um, I'm really interested to know what led you to prayer? Because I know for me, I was brought up in a Christian household. So, you know, the word prayer gets banded about a lot. And, you know, and it's kind of this, this image of somebody sort of on their knees and going, dear God, you know, please, you know, bless my food and do this for me and do that for me. And the older I've got, the more I've realized that, yes, the power of prayer is powerful. You can absolutely pray and I think there are many different ways of praying I don't think it has to be a one-size-fits-all but the way I understand it now is that it's not about praying for an outcome it's about praying just to know that you're not on your own and then releasing the outcome and going do you know what I know I'm being guided no matter what because quite often we'll pray for what we think we need we pray for what we think we want and the fact of the matter is we don't know what any of those things are because we're not in control so I would love to hear you speak on that I'd love to know where how you were led to prayer in the first place and and you know what your own understanding of prayer is Yes, thank you for bringing that up. That's a great question because people come here and sometimes I'll put in their itinerary opening prayer and they're like, oh, I don't pray, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let's <laughs> just switch the word, you know? And now I say opening circle. It's a little more, you know, politically correct for everybody. I was um, raised Catholic and, you know, I fought the system. I was like, no, this is not me. And 
and I agree with you. I only use the pray the word prayer as um, as a word to mean I'm asking. I'm here asking for my guides, for my help, for voicing my opinion. It's almost like prayer is your asking, and meditation is when you listen. So, you know, if you don't send a memo up top, like whatever, you know, to the angels, like, hey, I need help right here, then, you know, there's no, and even if you're just saying it out loud, if you have no belief other than you're just saying it out loud, that's fine too. You're stating your intention. What is it I'm aiming at? What is it that I need? What am I looking for? You know, right now I have a choice, you know, call, talk about being at the, you know, the forks of your life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we want to pause, right? I want to be like, let's take a deep breath. Do I, you know, move here? Do I go here? Do I take this job or this job? So when we set that intention, when we pray or we ask, then we can hear it, you know, we can receive the answer. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I also think, you know, as much as we are guided and as much as I think, you know, there is a plan in some way for us, we also have our free will, right? We also have our ability to choose. And I I often feel like these guides are angels, God, you know, whatever word you want to give it, they'll intervene if they think that that's what you want. And so many of us don't know that we can ask for that, right? We're just down there going, oh, I've got it, I've got it, right? Which is like, (laughs) isn't that just a metaphor for life as well? You know, when you bump into your friend in the street, they go, how are you? You're like, yeah, I'm great. And it's like, lies. <laughs> you're honest, like, no, you're not great. You didn't get any sleep last night. You're worrying about this bill, that bill. Like, you know, it's okay to ask for help. And I think we struggle to ask for help, even from fellow humans, let alone from anything bigger than that. And there was a concept I came across years ago now. I can't remember where I first heard it, but it was, it was something I loved so much because it was so simple. And it was, it was all around anxiety. And at the time I was really struggling with my own. And this concept was just the idea that you are walking a path you were always meant to walk, but at any point you can ask for an easier path. They were like, do you know what? You've been set on that path and you can, you can keep doing it that way. But if it feels too hard, or if you feel like you need a break, just ask. And I was like, oh, I love that. And I would just go to sleep at night and be like, yeah can I just have an easier path please it reminds me of when I was having my baby and I was like yeah can I just get all the drugs thanks (laughs) there's no certificate for making it hard like let me just like the path of least resistance right there's no you don't get a certificate for for making yourself suffer if that was never the point of this life but I think we hear so much about people suffering that we think that that's the only way it has to be and we feel like I've even felt at times guilty when I hadn't suffered like oh my life has been very easy like what does that mean you know oh I should probably go and sabotage something and make it really hard (laughs) it's just insane what we tell ourselves I'm just looking through now because I was just going to see if there was a little prayer we could share at the end um I will have a look through or maybe you have a um a personal favorite that you might like to share just at the end um I just love I just love this yeah which one do you love I'm just looking. I love. Oh, I'm trying to think. Let me see. Let me see. Where am I being guided? Oh, the emotional yes. prayer is not too long. <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking at the protection prayer. Actually, that sounds. I'm just trying to think. Like, what do people need right now? And you know, if you guys are listening and go and freaking out, going, "Oh my God, they're gonna pray!" Like, I don't pray. I'm not religious. <laughs> no. 
I mean, for a start, this is a podcast. You can just press stop. <laughs> you don't have to stay with us for the prayer. But do you know what? I remember once I was on my um, my third, I think it was, driving test. And I'd failed miserably up to this point. <laughs> and then I changed teachers. And this teacher that I'd had was a really harsh teacher. He was super strict. But he got the job done and I got to the day of my test and he said, you know, you're definitely ready. And I was really nervous to go in and I was, you know, and especially because I'd failed twice before already, I was really starting to think, am I ever going to do it? And just as I was about to get out the car, he said, oh, there's, there's just one more thing that I can offer you as your, as your driving instructor before you go and do this test. And he said, and I, I offer it to all of my students and it's completely up to you if you take it or not. And I was like, okay, what is this? And he said, um, I would love to say a prayer for you. And I was like, do you know what? I'll take that. Like, whatever. I'll take everything you've got. And we just sat in the car and he, he said just this beautiful short prayer that, that just put me at so much ease. Mm -hmm. And I went on and passed the test. I'm not saying it was because he prayed, but I definitely chilled out. And it's very true to say, if I'd gone into that exam, stressed out and anxious I could have made a silly mistake because when we're acting from fear we do things that we wouldn't normally do and his prayer calmed me down and I was at the age at that point where I'd sort of like you gone oh no I'm on my own path like I don't want to go to church anymore like that's what my parents made me do and I'm gonna forge my own path and I've just come right back to it <laughs> but I feel like I made my way so it's okay um, oh, and when you're under that kind of stress, you know, when people go under stress, whatever it is, somebody cut them off in traffic, you know, a mean text came in your phone, what happens when the sympathetic nervous state uh, charges your frontal cortex, which is your rational clarity thinking shuts off, you know, right but back to the, the prayer. My invitation as this word becomes a trigger to anyone is I said to you earlier in this conversation how all the dark side or lower vibration energies has to do is to distract you. If the word is triggering you or distracting you, they're getting you. Like yeah. right away, you got distracted from what's the purpose here. Your teacher teach, helping you, sending you love energy for you to calm and you receive that. We can't explain that unseen energy that travels through prayer. So I understand the word prayer can trigger somebody, but when you get past of that judgment and that dark side, you know, use pressing your buttons to distract you from what's in front of you, then you can, you know, really start waking up to using your words. These I call prayers, but you can call whatever you want. These are just words of love towards right. people, yeah. towards things in my life that I needed help with. And when we become humble enough to understand that, yes, we have that free will you mentioned a little while ago, and uh, there is a greater plan and it's thy will, not our will. Yes, then you know we can be open to other perspectives, to other plans. I fought hard on this one. I had a house that we had a beautiful, huge house in California looking at the ocean. And during the 2008 collapse, I, you know, I was about to lose the house and I was praying, praying hard, right? Come on, God, help me save my house. No, yeah. I couldn't. I sold it. You know, I had to do a short sale, which later helped me because I moved into a rental that was like one fifth of my mortgage payment. For two years, I saved enough cash to buy this property. Then now I have this retreat. The plan yeah. from above was way better than keeping that huge yes. mansion I didn't need. I had that conversation with my friend who I talk about a lot on this podcast. Um, she died earlier this year and Sorry. we had a conversation. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was um, 
it, it she's now she's with me 100% of the time we still have a relationship it just looks a little different now but um we had a conversation when she was still here about you know not knowing what you're asking for when you say a prayer and we'd reached the point where we knew she couldn't stay like we knew that she we knew that she was going to have to go and I was talking to her and I said, the thing is, we don't know what we're asking. When we ask somebody to stay this side, when we ask somebody to stay in their human experience, we don't know what we're asking for because we don't know where they're going to. And we had the most amazing conversation because she had this same outlook that, you know, it has to, there has to be a bigger plan than we see. You know, we've just been brought up again. We've been brought up to believe that death is something to be frightened of and that dying is terrifying and that losing people is scary. And I just think if our perception was different, we wouldn't fear it so much and it wouldn't be so traumatic. Of course, the hu as a human, I miss her human, but I feel her spirit every single day. And she speaks to me through all sorts of things. Like even today, songs were coming onto my iPad that I was playing in the kitchen and I kept thinking of her. So I was like, she's around, you know? And I'd actually just hung my two um, Christmas decorations on the tree that were bought in her memory. One's a little Robin and one is a bee. Um, and it was, it was to me, it was like, oh, she saw, she saw that, she's, she sees that, you know? And I just think I love seeing it that way. And that might not resonate for everyone, but to me, it is that release, like you said, you were praying so hard, let me keep my house. But if you knew what the alternative was, I bet you wouldn't have been asking to keep your house. You'd have been happy to let it go, right? Right, exactly. And sometimes, you know, God points right and we choose left and it's like, all right, free will. And then, you know, at some point we come back, right? And we're like, all right, I'm gonna choose right now. Um, I do you know, feel like sometimes they're looking down going, whoever it is is looking down going, oh yeah, no, she's really not getting this. Like, we're going to have to go in. <laughs> you know, I've definitely felt myself being forcefully guided in a direction when I haven't been getting the memo. It's like, oh, this way? Okay, okay, I get it. <laughs> yeah, and here in my retreats, I tell people, look, I think it's hilarious that I'm actually doing these retreats and asking you to pray and listen to your intuition because I was the type of person that needed empirical evidence for everything. I need the facts. Show me now. And yeah. when I have to bring up these woo-woo talks, I almost have to excuse myself. But I'm like, it happened to me. I'm, I'm speaking from experience, right? Like all these stories I share here, my ex-boyfriend that who passed and I saw his spirit floating in my room. Like, what is this green light? And he, you wow. know, and the things that he said, and I'm like, I can't deny that. I can't hide that that didn't happen because because yes, he's always with me. There are things that happen that unless you experience, I'm sorry, but I can't just pretend they didn't happen. I can't pretend yeah. that my prayers are not being answered because they are. I just had a yeah. very traumatic relationship a while ago that I ended and I was praying on my knees, dear God, everybody up there, I don't have the power in me to end this relationship and it's killing my soul. It's on chapter 10 of my book. And they literally had somebody knock on because my ex-boyfriend was my neighbor. So it was very difficult to end that relationship. And, you know, after a couple of months of praying, somebody knocked on his door and offered to buy his house. And now he moved out. We're done. <laughs> love it. I love that. Yeah, it's so powerful. Oh, so let's finish with a, a beautiful prayer. And everybody listening, I really hope that you're just going to take this moment for yourself to take a deep breath. If you don't like the word prayer, you can call it call it a wrap, call it whatever you like. It doesn't matter. It's like like Dr. Fernanda said, it's 
words from love and that's all it is. So I hope that you receive it in the intention it's meant. Would you like the protection prayer? Or are you you reading? Uh, yeah, let's do the protection prayer. I'll let you read it because you have the most beautiful voice. You're so kind. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So I like to, before I pray, just calm my mind by bringing my awareness to the bottom of my feet, taking a deep breath to become very present, become present in anything we do, especially when we're putting these words of intention and love out. Dear God, please, I call you to be in my life at all times. As I stand in your light, send me and only all that is aligned with your light. It is in your light that no darkness exists. Let me be an instrument to shine your light wherever I'm needed, wherever you want me to take your light to. May your blessings of health, abundance, and love pour onto me. Thank you. So beautiful. Thank you so much. My so pleasure. <laughs> I love that line, in your light, no darkness exists, because we tell ourselves so often that we are wrong for feeling anxious, frightened, depressed, you know, stressed, all of these, all of these emotions that we've labeled negative or that we feel are dark. And it's just this, what I want everybody to get to is this place that I've managed to get to, which is you are so much more than anything that ails you. You're so much bigger than anything that holds you back. You're so much bigger than anything that ever challenged you. And you're so worthy of every desire and dream in your heart. And, you know, you are pure love. That is who you are. And, you know, I, that line in your light, no darkness exists. Like the darkness you think exists within you does not exist. You know, there's, we definitely have, shadows and we have experiences as humans that feel like darkness but that you know we are never that far away from the light that we can access and I was watching something recently it was a Netflix series that my husband was watching and it was all about vampires and werewolves and stuff so I was kind of zoned out of it but all of a sudden um it was a conversation between one of the head vampires and a werewolf <laughs> it's very bizarre um but basically they were having, one of them was having second thoughts, like I'm feeling a bit bad. I think it was the werewolf. I think he was feeling like, I wish I wasn't a werewolf anymore. Um, <laughs> and, he, and he was like, oh, I've realized that no matter how far I stray from my path, no matter how far away I feel from God or from my purpose or you know, from anything like that, he's always right there in front of me. And I think for anybody listening who feels like you're in the pit of darkness right now, or for anyone who feels like you're so far from where you're meant to be, you're, you are never that far. It's just an intention. You can just set an intention and ask to be shown and I promise you'll be shown. But don't look for flashes of light and unicorns farting glitter. Like it doesn't look like that. It will just no. be a quiet, <laughs> like it will just be a quiet nudge. You'll just be gently guided to do something or a little idea will pop in your head or somebody just might contact you. It will just be the most beautiful divine guidance. It will be very, very soft and very understated. And I think that's why so many, so many times we, we miss it and then we go, oh, it's not working. My prayers aren't being answered. Well, they are. You just, you need to shut up and listen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly that. Oh, I just love this conversation with you so much. And everyone listening, you, you can only hear, I'm sure you can hear it in her voice anyway, but 
you know, Dr. Fernanda has not stopped grinning from the minute she got on this podcast. Like even now, like she's just the most beautiful soul. And I think you'll probably feel that through hearing her speak anyway, but I'm just giving you that visual because it's just been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for the opportunity and the work that you do, you know, allowing people to trust. And like you said, you know, in the darkness, you bring a little light, a little match, a little flashlight. And, um, and the, the voice, you know, when you speak, you are heard and it might not come in unicorns, like you mentioned, because I waited for the unicorn and it never showed <laughs> up, but, um, you know, things come up. You know, I saw an ad for a land in Sedona and I was thinking about relocating. It's just a little, when we put out the intention, that's why maybe I should change the word prayer. I don't want to trigger a lot of people, but you know, the triggered self is part of our growth mm. and getting over that. But you know, because I put out like, I can't do this anymore. Then these little signs started coming up. And when we put the intention, then we listen, we wait, right? Mm. And I trust that people have that uh, spark in their heart. Yeah, I love that. It's so gorgeous. Thank you so much for being my guest today. My pleasure. Everyone have a lovely day. Yes, awesome. Thank you. Remember everybody listening, we're putting links in the show notes. Go and get your free book. Um, Go and download it right now. And I will also link to the main website so you can go and check out more of what Dr. Fernanda does over there in Arizona. And thank you again for listening. Remember, confidence is yours as soon as you choose it. I'm going to be back again really, really soon. Lots of love. You've been listening to Lily Badcock on the Confidence Academy podcast, as if you didn't know that. Thank you so much for being here. Please, please show me some love by subscribing to the show and giving it a rate and review on iTunes. And of course, if you know anyone who needs this show in their life, please pass it on and share the love. Now, if you have an inspiring story that you want to share on my show, then please get in touch using the link in the show notes below. And don't forget, you can hang out with me live every week in the Facebook group. So I'll look forward to seeing you there. Finally, make sure that you've joined my mailing list so I can shower you with love on the daily and give you a heads up about all of the exciting things that are happening over here in Lilyland. Things like my online choir that is now live. Grab your free trial and join the mailing list by clicking the link in the show notes or visit lilybadcock.com for all of the information. Thank you again for being here. See you again soon. Big love.